Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust proof stainless steel hardware, weather ready teak, and quick dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Fleming for Craig Hignett. Hit it, Higgy. Higgy, it's the track. Ravinelli coming alive again. Janino wants the ball played to him. Welcome back to the More Breakdown podcast with me, Johnny, Elliot and Dana. Um, We're currently in a protected spy-free facility, um, ready to chat about Middlesbrough's performance at Birmingham City and... Millwall and and the rest. Um, let's start off with you, Elliot. Let's kick things off. Um, the win at St Andrews uh, at the weekend was a marvelous result, wasn't it? Yeah, great result. Um, like we said on the last pod, they'd only um, lost once at home all season before that game. So you know it's a brilliant result to go there, come away with the three points. You predicted the score once again. You got the crystal ball. Um, yeah, we we actually had we had less attempts than them. Um, and it shows, um, you know, we took our chances really well, which we normally haven't. When we, if you think back to those stats, um, we heard through a couple of weeks ago where our conversion rate was like what was it, seven percent or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, it was like twenty five percent the other day, so it was pretty good. Um, we took all of them pretty well, apart from Hugill's attempted volley where it just he just spanned it, and it, I don't know where <laughs> that went. Still, still in the air. Some people say. Um, when sort of looking back uh, at the highlights as well, we were attacking more down the wings than than them, which is quite sort of strange considering we didn't start with any wingers. Yeah. Um, and Dale Fry obviously put in a, a brilliant cross, uh, a great run from wing. Um, yeah, it was it was just really good. Um, yeah, even the the second goal, it was great first time though the pass from wing and great finish from Brit. So. Yeah, it was a good performance all around from the yeah. lads. It should have been two 0 at half time, really. If 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 Dale um, had that, ch- well, should have scored that chance, really. Mm. Um, but he never. Time, yeah. But yeah, I am a crystal ball. Predicted that we'd score first, then equalise, and then we'd score again. Just throw it out there. I'm quite good at this. Um, Put my lottery numbers on for me. Uh, no, nah, I can't do that. <laughs> I have to steal it from you. But uh, go on then, Dana. Um, Lewis Wing in the headlines again for all the good reasons. Um, he's a bit of a breath of fresh air I couldn't couldn't get my words out there but uh, breath of fresh air Lewis Wing playing really well at the moment forced himself into the side are you very pleased with him? Yeah I'm a massive fan of Lewis Wing as many other people are I think his story from non-league I think 18 months ago is playing Shildon you know he's um, you know he went to Yeovil did really well there they wanted him back and he's come here and you know 
he took his opportunity because at the beginning of the season he was probably one of the reasons why uh, we were doing so well and it was a you know the opportunity was there for him because I, I think we didn't sign we hadn't signed George Savile at that point there was a, a gateway open for him at least on the bench you know he took his opportunity and I'm just glad to see him um, in the side because I think he offers us something different in midfield um, that you know the other midfielders uh, they don't offer us so it's just good to see that uh, you know every every fan wants to see a local lad come up from non-league and, and take the opportunity and that's what Louis Swing's doing and fair play to him because he deserves his chance yeah um yeah, when uh, when you mentioned uh, Shieldon there, I actually didn't realise um, how far how far down the football league system that the way I thought they were like you know one down from the conference or you know two or something. But when I when I looked into it, it like in the ninth tier, you know what I mean? It's like pure almost amateur semi professional football, isn't it? So it's um yeah, it's like four below the conference. So to come up from that um, in the eighteen months and and to be playing how well he's playing now um, is great and. I looked into sort of in the positions where he's played because obviously, although um, he, he sort of like when it's been listed um, online, it said that he's played like sort of centre mid and cam, um, and he's actually done better uh, playing cam. I appreciate it's a small data set, but um, he's done better obviously when he started as well. When he came on as a sub, he hasn't really um, done as much apart from when he came on in that uh, cup game. Um, but yeah, I mean, he's forced his way in a Tony Fields aside now, and I think it's it's hard to leave him out now when he's yeah. when he's contributing to both goals and a two-one win. You can't just you can't leave someone out after that. So. Yeah, he's just in absolute prime form. He's playing uh, fantastically well on and off the pit, on and off the ball. Um, from what I've seen, I know what I said a few weeks ago that he's kind of out of position a little bit at times, and I think that's why Pulis wasn't really playing him because it couldn't be his attitude or anything like that. Cause it looked like he was just giving everything on the pitch um, every time he played. But I think he just came. Came together and made himself undroppable now. I uh, quite like that though. That he's, I mean, from a tactical standpoint, it might not be the best for Tony Pierce defensively, maybe, yeah. but the, you know, the shackles aren't on him. So he has the freedom to, you know, unleash those shots like against Crystal Palace and um, who was it against? I can't remember. Mm-hmm. Sorry, Peterborough. Peterborough, yeah. yeah. Um, and, you know, that that to me is good because I think far too often our midfielders have had shackles on them they've had that defensive responsibility at the back of the mind which is fine but then it kind of limits that freedom mm. and we need you know, loads more goals from midfield yeah. and, and assists I think Lewis Wing is somebody that can provide that for us it could come to be played number 10 if you if we were yeah. reverting to that 4-2-3-1 which we played under Karanka um, which we, we played very well in, in that formation as well if we play in more of a composition put say Van Lepara on the wing and if we brought in another winger or play a tav there then it could be like maybe the, the key to, to success for us but yeah. currently the the five in midfield five centre midfield is a tent is uh, yeah I think I think that's what works in his favour doesn't it because he's the one that's um, pushing forward more so obviously when he was maybe um, playing with just three in midfield obviously Tony Pillars wanted to sort of be a bit more um, in position a bit more tactically aware but um, I think when we're playing five and Six around we've been playing, you know what I mean. It's uh, it kind of allows him to go forward because there's another four behind him, so it's all right. Uh, yeah, one other player um, played I thought was was marvelous again um, at Birmingham City, and he's really coming to a bit of form at the moment. It's George Savile, um, of course, Tony Pulis said that he could be a future captain of the football club, and it's a kind of a good question as well uh, from Yusuf, and he's he's asked us. Um, do we have enough leaders in the squad, or do we have leaders, and how many leaders do we have? 
can we take it? I can take it if you want. Um, but I think we do have quite a few um, leaders already there in terms of Aidan Flynn. You've got Grand Lebrun in the dressing room. You've also got, you could probably argue that Clayton's in, argue Clayton's in there. Um, you've got Danny Ayali, you've got Dimmy, who can also be known as Darren Randolph. Friend. A friend. George, George, or the captain already. You've got bags of experience in that team. I think that kind of works in our favour. Of course, we want a, bit, a few more youngsters kind of helping them out and get them over the line, but the experience is, is there, and we have enough leaders to get ourselves out of the championship. It's just, are they utilising it enough, and is Tony Pillars giving them the right information, and also, uh, is he allowing them to express themselves on the pitch and... You know, to uh, to take games by the scruff of the neck, but on the opposite opposite side of things, if you have too many leaders or too many captains, they tend to clash heads a little bit, and then from rather having a lot of leaders, you tend to have no leaders because no one can be bothered to speak up with each other because it'll just cause an argument. Yeah. Um, but George Savile in general, have you been quite happy with his performances of late? Yeah, I have. I think he's been one of our best players the past few games, and we've always said in in the podcast. I know I've criticised him a few times, but. We've always maintained this belief that he's going to be a good player, and you know mm-hmm. there is a, a player in there, and it's just un- unleashed that potential. And it's just good that he's, you know, he's he's putting in those performances because I think it, it puts him in, um, you know, people have to kind of get rid of this uh, idea of his his price tag because just focus on the performances that he's putting in. And although, yes, he might not be at the standard that many people expect of him, mm-hmm. he's getting there, and that's the main thing. And you know, the performances of late have been really good. I thought. Yeah, I think he's improved definitely. Um, sorry, he's coming along as a sort of typical box to box midfielder. He's getting involved in um, in both you know the defensive play and the offensive play, so um, it's very good really. Uh, and when checking his overall match ratings um, over the last five compared to like the start of the season, it improved massively. So perfect. Um, but again, I was intrigued by the, the formation that uh, Birmingham City had. When we played the five centre midfielders again, I was like, Jesus Christ, like, what are we doing? But it worked well against Derby, it's worked well against Maybe Birmingham City. Maybe that's what's going to happen away from uh, home, I guess. Essentially, yeah, what, yeah. Essentially what happens is, uh, I think what Pulis is doing, he's trying, to, he's trying to limit the wing play and trying to force people down in the middle, um, which we've already over... over um, what's, what's What's the, best, what's the best word to say? It's like um, we're overpowering the midfield, mm. and obviously with the five in there, and it's, it doesn't take force and teams back. Um, of course, it, a team's always going to get the chance, but it's we're, I think we're doing that quite well, and we're very, very good away from home this year, in my, in my opinion. But that four, five, four, five, one could soon become a four, six. Um, obviously, <laughs> if we go into transfers and John Obi Mikel was. Or when I was off the mic, I call him uh, John Obi Mikel Beck. Um, <laughs> um, he, he's linked um, with the football club. Obviously, garbage. But would you allow? Would you let another midfielder come in? I don't think it's a link. To be honest, I don't think it's a credible one anyway. Because didn't it come yeah. from the bookies? It did. Yeah, it came, yeah. It came from. It was weird. It came from like the fifty one. It was six to four. So it's like something's happening so it's like kind of like yeah. ah well alright then maybe uh, maybe it's worth like a daft quid or something but um, but he's, mm. he's still linked played in China obviously the experience with, with Chelsea Nigeria International of course um, yeah I mean we don't need uh, any more centre midfielders there's no doubt he'd, he'd probably be um, he'd be a good player at this level but uh, you know the wages would be um, not what we'd need that's why I think the link wouldn't be credible because I don't think Tony Pulis would want to 
um, get someone in in those kind of wages, really. Yeah, perfect. Um, so it kind of moves on from when we talk about transfers anyway, and we'll probably be talking about transfers for like the next couple of weeks or so. Um, but obviously Tyler's asked uh, already, and he says, um, what's your thoughts on the transfer window so far? Pretty quiet, of course. Van der Parra coming in. Not can't really going the other way. Quiet. Yeah you'd, yeah, you'd expect it to be honest because it's January. I don't think a lot of um, avenues will be open for Borough until later on in the window, and I think we need to we need to sell before we buy. You know, we've got a, a lot of players that are on big wages like Rudy. We bought him from Villa, who um, you know we were Premier League side at the time. You know, I know they were relegated. They still would have been. Um, well, he still would have been on Premier League wages. Ashley Fletcher came from a Premier League club. Darren Randolph, yeah, Darren Randolph as well came from a Premier League club. He'll be on high wages. Um, I'm not saying that we should get rid of Randolph because he's one of our better players, but we need to sell before we buy. So I feel like a lot of our business will be conducted towards the end of the transfer window, if not on deadline day. Yeah, no, I feel the same. It was it was the same in the summer where um, a lot of the things came towards the end. Um, a lot of the concrete links and sort of you know really going in on players and. Uh, Pulis said it in his press conference uh, a couple of days ago, I think, where he said, "You know, you don't want to play your ha- uh, play hand too early, um, and normally the business gets left till later on because you don't kind of you don't really want to put bids in and uh, p- people are trying to wait for the best deals possible, really." Um, so I think I mean we're getting linked with players left, right, and centre for you know a multitude of positions, and obviously some of the ones that we need, so obviously full backs, wingers. Uh, forwards and cams but like you said um, we're getting linked with centre midfields as well so John Obi McKell and one that I seen come up today was Kevin McDonald at Fulham which mm. I think again you know it's, a, it's an alright signing for centre mid but we don't need another one um, I think the only way we'd get a centre midfielder in is if say two left yeah. um, I was texting my mates this, this morning when they were telling me about like John Obi McKell like um, and I, I, I laughed it off really and I said it's absolutely pointless if we were bringing another centre midfielder in um, but if say if we left Ledbetter go to say Sunderland with it, it it's been going on for months now, but he, put it safe, just, he doesn't go but he just goes anyway um, Ledbetter goes and this is not this is not happening but I'm saying it, what if Johnny Housen was to leave then you kind of you, you are looking for a centre yeah. midfield so there must be links or someone leaving the club for those links to come to come in yeah. um, but go, sorry go on yeah, no, you're completely right there. Um, but I think we'll probably be all right. I think the only one who probably will go will will be a Ledbetter. Um, and there was an article that came out not long ago, um, a couple of days ago, I think, um, from a paper in Ipswich, and they've, they've ruled out moves for both Gested and Ledbetter now. Um, something to do with you know, the wages of them both, and they couldn't really afford it. Do you um, think it is the wages that they're not they're not leaving? Potentially, for I said, I don't know a lead bit, um, but yeah, it could be that. It could be that they haven't played very much, and will they really improve them that much? I'd probably say so. That they'd improve them at the bottom of the table, um, but yeah. Know, yeah, no. But we've uh, some of the players that we've already mentioned um, over the past few weeks: Knudsen and Blackett. Um, the latest other fullback that we were linked with was Jairo Riedewald mm-hmm. at Palace, um, but he looks to be going to Vigo now on loan. Um, wingers have been Jamal Law that was more at the start of the month and then someone called Kirill Despidov from CSK CSK, CSK the 22 year old yeah. Um, yeah but that's went a bit quiet Morton Thorsby came out of nowhere he's a, a camp and he went to Sampdoria he chose Italy over coming to mighty England uh, coming over 
to the founders of the Palmo. Yeah, he, he's missed out. He's <laughs> went to Sampdoria and he, he's missed out on the Palmo. So went to see uh, good, his good mate Gaston yeah, Ramirez. Eh? Snake yeah. Gaston. Yeah, uh, that's he's a cam as well. So he's going to yeah. play in second second fiddle to him as well. Yeah. Um, obviously the other cams that we've been linked with are Madison Freeman. Uh, Jason Punchin he's went to Huddersfield I thought he would have been great for us so that one that one got away um, Romain Sawyers um, continues to be linked with both us and Villa um, there's rumours going <laughs> around on uh, Twitter right now actually I've seen one just before we started the podcast about he's meant to be having a medical at Villa so that would be funny if that happens because it's still another one even though they don't need any more attacking players um, and then forwards uh, over the last sort of few weeks or so it's been Soloff and Wickham both at Palace we seem to be going hard on the Palace players Jesse Zardes yeah Zardes yeah uh, that was a funny one when we put out the tweet about um, about was it FIFA was it FIFA 18, FIFA 18, 18 was it yeah? thing is I've seen Jesse Zardes play um, yeah. and you know is, it, is, is he as fast as the make he's, he's quick yeah. he, he is really quick yeah. um, but when I was, it's like when I was watching when I was living over there it was kind of like oh well it's the MLS like it's like I think I could play probably in the MLS. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm, I'm, I'm amateur footballer, I'm just, uh, play in the MLS. No, not not my knees anyway. Um, but it, just in terms of like him, I think he'd probably be like it kind of screams K Kamara a little bit. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it was just like he's he was actually quite good. But when I was watching him, he was bang out of form. I think he scored like two in like fifteen games or something. Seem like dejected, and then yeah, like, he, he just went on a massive rampage towards the end of the MLS season. I was gonna say, um, he was out of form a bit, wasn't he? But then he's moved now, he's not at LA Galaxy, he's at uh, it's a Columbus, Columbus Crew, Columbus Crew, yeah, he's doing he's doing pretty well there. But like you say, again, it's it's the uh, yeah, it, so. Columbus Party Crew, yeah. Um, <laughs> other than that, I think the only other players we've been linked with is Neil McKay, I don't think that'll happen. Alexander Priovic, um. Striker, I think he's like six four. I can't remember what club he's at though. And the latest one that came out today, um, the last of everything I could kind of summarise was um, a Borough trialist, a young lad called Ali Reg Regbar. If that's how pronounce his name, he's uh, he's went to Leicester. So yeah, but he, he was on trial at Borough and apparently really impressed. But Leicester have swooped in and, and stole that. So classic bore typical bore <laughs> um, but in terms of like a question it's quite a funny question it's from Dave McNally he says uh, what would you give to get your transfer tag of your choice or who would be your transfer tag of your choice um, and he said I'd go for Bowen and Grzyski and give hold 20 mil Ashley Fletcher Rudy and a topless picture of Gorgeous George uh, so what would you, what would you do for transfer of your choice um Transfer a choice. And, uh, <laughs> I'd get I'd get in Messi and I'd get rid of everyone else in the team and just play a formation of one zero zero and just play Messi against the full team against Millwall. <laughs> Fair enough, Dana. Oh God! Um, well, I'd just recycle that old calendar, wouldn't you? Well, t- yeah, t- yeah. side steel. Yeah, I mean that's a topless photo of George and the rest of the team. So why not? <laughs> just get give him a free pass for Greek Greek restaurant. Oh yeah, yeah, I'd give. Him there you go. Give him a spy detection kit or something like that. Anyway, but um, in terms of like players and who we should bring on that on that list, there's only really a couple that I would personally want to bring. Probably Jamal Lowe from Portsmouth. Yeah. Um, Tyler Blackett maybe is 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 your wing back and your centre back cover, um, and then your forward lines of probably Luke Freeman is like you you can, and then forward I'd probably 
Colin Curry, I'd probably go Conor Wickham. Yeah, uh, Conor Wickham. It's just it's just that style style of player yeah. we're trying to play. Um, it seems the more obvious one out of, out of all of them there. But you never know if we want to go for another quick striker, then we go for Jesse Zardes, and it's just it's, it's all over again, really, because I think Britt's like quite quick, really. He's not, Might as well he's not throw rapid, Alex Hunter there as well. Alex Hunter in there. Um, <laughs> we'll scout a we'll scout a future star, yeah, um, <laughs> and get and scout all the free agents and go from there. Um, but let's move on. It's not really borough related, but it's obviously been the news. Um, over the last week or so and that was um, Leeds United in, in the Derby County game um, Leeds manager Mark, uh, Marcelo Bielsa um, got caught uh, well if one of his team got caught so called spying um, on, on, on Derby County and Martin Kutchen obviously asked that question and saying what do we think of the, the Spygate saga I mean there's no rule saying that it's like illegal which he's, he stated um, and that's true however it is unethical um, I think and, and a little bit morally wrong because at the end of the day he's gaining a, an extra upper hand on his opponents however you can't really deduct from that whole powerpoint presentation I think he knew more about Derby than Frank Lampard did, <laughs> <laughs> did. so I mean fair play on that you can't really forget that but also on the other hand it is kind of I think Frank, Frank Lampard mentioned it that when you're in a, you know, England have like certain, well, you know, countries have certain kind of um, standards yeah. and you have to comply with those standards and that's fair enough and Bielsa hasn't. But like you mentioned, it's not against the rules. So. Yeah, I'm, 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 I don't know. I'm sitting on the fence with it really. Um, I just kind of enjoyed the, the controversy around it. But uh, yeah, like, the, like Dana was saying, uh, obviously it's a, it's a cultural thing. Like to him, he doesn't see it as being much wrong because it might go on a lot. Um, in other countries um, and potentially in other sports as well um, uh, what was I watching I was watching something the other day and they were talking about obviously in um, in England we like to kind of think of ourselves as being quite noble and being honest and, and things like that and that's why it was a bit more it wouldn't have got as much coverage in another country um, yeah. so I think that's why it's it's um, bad but obviously if he's done it for, for every team that he's played this season um not like it doesn't matter, but it's not like he's just you know singled up Derby. It's just that they yeah. caught. Um, but at least that's how it came out. Um, if they don't want it to happen, um, you know the clubs could potentially. I mean, not just potentially, but do it in other places. You can do it indoors, and I don't know. I, I think it's more so because clubs can still watch videos, and you can watch. Um, you can do other research as well as going to spy, but obviously that's just. Um, going to spy is getting up the most up to date information you can um, right before the game. Um, so if, you, if you're saying you're going to take that out of it and that's illegal, then it's like you can't watch a last game. Then do you know what I mean? Because yeah. you're not going to change the style that much from the game before. So it's I don't know. It's just another form of research, but it's just a little bit unethical. But I don't think um, it, it shouldn't have been blown up as much as it shouldn't. Credit to the series, uh, the way he done it was was pretty funny. So. Mm. I, I don't know if it's like the person in me, but I just don't think Bielsa's done anything wrong. Yeah. I, I honestly don't. I think the way that he went is so much detail about like that kind of like you said. Then obviously Frank, like, he probably knows more diary than Frank Lampard did. But in terms of like the analysis and the, the dossiers that he was putting together and all of the um, he would put like a four hour clip into twenty minutes for his players and what their opponent's going to do, what formations are most likely to play, what's going to happen if this happens. I just thought it was absolutely brilliant, but in, in terms of like professional sport, that happens everywhere. Oh yeah, Tony Pulis will do it. 
Pochettino. Uh, Man United will do it. They'll have probably better research. Than it's it's just do. if you look at it from one other angle, it's just being really good at your job, isn't it? Mm. He's he's give so he's done so much research. Yeah, yeah. But he had like he had massive books of like when he was playing like friendlies and stuff like that. This, the guy is just like. I'm not really saying it. he's like great and like he's 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 a pioneer of the sport, but like I think you just give fans an insight of what actually goes on. There's, it's probably more than just saying, ah, you know what, I'm going to play four four two and I'm going to play my two big centre forwards and we're going to win this football match. I'm going to play the long ball and win it. And yeah, like it's a, that it's doesn't happen. To it, it, it's a lot yeah. more to it, and that's what we've been. I've kind of always been saying like on the podcast when we first started to like quite now. It's just, um, but. I wasn't really bothered. Are there going to be deducted points? Probably not. But I thought, I thought it was hilarious. They probably watched us training and they still didn't manage to score against Pulis Ball. So, the, <laughs> where are the real winners here? Yeah, um, exactly. And Tony, you know what? Tony Pulis did. He probably, got his t- he probably got his dinosaur suit on because he's the dinosaur that he is. Um, and he told the lads just to just go running for two hours whilst the lead uh, scouts were there. And then when he came off, he took his dinosaur suit off. Did you, did you see the, the tweet? Uh, I don't know. I don't know who put it. Uh, maybe someone on, on the Borough Breakdown timeline, but they put about um, a poor guy from Leeds has had to come and watch Ryan Shot and do long throws for six hours. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been hilarious if he, he reported back to Bielsa and like, yeah, all they do is just do long throws in training sessions. It'd be amazing. There was like a mass, there was like a hoop. <laughs> so on the hoop and the, the, the penalty box. <laughs> I was just like ground throwing it <laughs> see him get the hoop <laughs> if he gets in he gets the palmos in for the lads or something um, but <laughs> let's move on um, towards the end and let's chat Millwall um, we could probably ring Bielsa from and get all the all the stats if we want from him yeah. um, but we'll get our own Bielsa and Elliot go on what have you found from Millwall at the moment um, so uh, the 20th in the league at the moment, um, so it looks like they're not doing um, too well. But when you look at the, the form table of the last six, have won three, lost three, so um, it's not disastrous. So it puts them 10th in the form table. Um, one stat that Borough should um, be quite pleased about is they've uh, conceded the joint third highest amount of goals. Um, <laughs> not that we're you know, prevalent scorers, <laughs> but um, it shows you know that um, defensively they're not they're not sound. Um, they're playing a four-four-two, so it could be you know um, they could attack us in the same way that Birmingham did. Um, Lee Gregory, top scorer with seven. Um, Exporter target playing right mid, Jed Wallace. Um, and what he sort of still um, still interesting him, Jed Wallace. Yeah, yeah. so I, I'd like to see sort of how he plays because since we've been linked with him. Um, Actually, I didn't really see a lot of him, um, but obviously we were going uh, we to relate to both him and Sabal at the same quick, time. He's quick, direct, and he's not one to say he's like a similar to like a, he's like more of like a Stuart Downing rather than a say like a Dan Traore. But mm. he's a good, good, talented footballer. Yeah, um, yeah. So uh, from my beloved who scored as well, um, found out that Sean Williams. No idea where he is. Can throw it for um, shot. <laughs> he's, um, he's been statistically their best player this year. Um, he sort of plays the holding role um, over the two centre mids, yep. um, a bit like Clayton. Um, so maybe a bit tough, sort of um, in midfield. But obviously, if we're playing five in midfield again, then we should overpower it. Um, yeah, I think overall it's going to be another difficult game. Um, as any game is in the championship, um, but I think we've got sort of the form um, and the the better players overall, so I think we'll come out with a win. Yeah, Dana, 
Yeah, I looked at who scored as well, and um, you know the the decent at set pieces. I think their centre back Jake Cooper scored five goals. Uh, yeah. He's their second top scorer. But they're also liable to concede from them as well. I think the second most goals have come from uh, set pieces. Mm. So it just depends whether Daniel Ayala wants to get his big blockhead on uh, one of them. <laughs> <laughs> but um, no, they they attack mostly down uh, the right hand side with Jed Wallace. Very cool. Um, <laughs> um so yeah, George Friend needs to keep up his, his good form. But yeah, I mean it, it could it could be a, a difficult game for Borough, but hopefully we can we can get the win. I think it's one of them where we were saying about uh, like when we played Wigan um, back in November, was it? Uh, with some potential banana, potential banana skin, um, but you know we, we should be should be beating Millwall at home. They've only won one away from home all season. Six points out of their total of twenty eight have been away from home. So you know the stats are with us, um, and the forms with us. So. Whether that happens, but obviously Millwall they're in this they're in this a similar position last year, and then when the Absolute tear from the end of January all the way through to April, and nearly nearly hit a playoff place. So yeah. it could happen again. The omen, the omens are there. That you know, I think. What did you say? The one throughout. Was it three? Was it three, three in a row? Three. No, no uh, don't. Oh, yeah. four, it was four in a row, and then they lost against Blackburn mm. last week. Um, so the momentum slowly starting to change with them. I think they're going to be playing an open, expansive style. Um, they'll probably come here with tacklers because they're not. We're absolutely frightened to shoot at all. Um, but as soon as we tend to score, we tend to settle and we play some good stuff from there. Um, but again, it all comes down to that first goal. If we score that first one and really kick on, then I think it could be a comfortable result for us. Um, but let's move on. Predicted lineups, guys. Have you put them down? Dana, we'll start off with you yeah. first. Well, I was deciding um, it was between keeping the same formation because I think we did play five in midfield in the home game before yep. the end of um, well before the start of 2019 um, and that did pretty well I remember Housen played uh, was it right wing back or something yep. he played pretty decent um, however I think purely because we've signed Van La Parra since I'm going to go with 4-3-3 okay. um, Randolph in goal Fry right back because I think Shotton's still out injured mm-hmm. And to be fair, right, uh, Fry at right back's pretty decent. He put some decent balls in the box that you saw against um, Birmingham. Um, and then Ayala alongside Danny Bart because uh, Flint's injured as well. Mm. Probably wouldn't have Flint in there anyway, to be honest. Yeah. Uh, friend. Not, not, not friend. Uh, not a fan of uh, Ed of Flint anymore. Uh, it was. I mean, the jury was out anyway. But yeah, I, I don't really rate him as. Don't know what to use for him. I read, I read uh, Aiden Flint. I think he's just been a bit out of form. I think, but then like so is pretty much everyone. So yeah. it's like kind of like. I think he, yeah. he hit a bad patch as everyone did, but I don't know. If I think he's been the best signing this season though, by a country mile. Mm. Yeah, I'd yeah, I'd have to say so. Um, only only just like I think I think because he got always already established and he wasn't like on mm. as many question marks over it. I think he was going to come in and start straight away. So. Okay, fair enough. Sorry, then Karen. Yeah, um, three midfield of Housen, Savile, and Wing. It's a little bit less defensive, but I'm hoping that it, it you know gets us over the line with goals. Uh, Besic not in there because I feel like he's been out of form, and you know, he's yeah he's just been out of form. I feel like we should leave him out for now, although that won't happen. Um, and then in front of three of Van La Parra, uh and Downing, and then Britt up front. Okay, else. Um, yeah. So. Um, <clears throat> Kind of had similar thoughts today about that sort of the uh, playing 
five in midfield um, as well. Um, but kind of basing off what we were saying uh, at the start of the, the podcast about um, like potentially might play it away from home rather than um, than at home, uh, and especially against. Um, a team sitting in twentieth, I think we we still might play five at home against um, I don't know maybe Derby's and Leeds's and you know teams mm-hmm. like that. But yeah, I think I think we will go with a four three three and a, or a hope at least a hope so. Um, so the back four and the goalkeeper obviously would be um, the same as Dana's. So Randolph Fry, Alder Barton, friend. Mm-hmm. Um, I've got Clates holding um, with Wing and Savile just in front of him. Um, feels quite harsh leaving. Um, housing out really, and as does Besic, especially you know when they're all playing. Um, but you know, one, one or two of them will be left out um, when you're picking. And I think those three there have been in the best form out of all yep. five of them. Um, I'd go Van La Parra uh, on the right side, um, Tav on the left side, and uh, Brit up top. Yeah, um, I'd probably go the same back line and Clayton um, with you guys. But I have a funny feeling that we're going to play like a five-four-one again. Um, and I'll probably go with Clayton and Housen like as the two like sit sitting. Then we'll probably go Savile and Wing, and then we'll probably go with British Lumber and go up front. I think we'll probably play that like that box, whatever he's whatever he's playing that fo- like four two two. No, no. Was that, I want to say ten now, haven't I? Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> I'll probably yeah. I'll probably chuck down in there as well. Then down and probably go over like striker or something. We'll probably play like that. We'll play something ridiculous, which Pulis tends to do, and uh, we'll yeah, we, we we pick four three three every week, and then we come out and you see, you see like four six. Right. I'll yeah, go it's, with it's mental with the fielders, <laughs> but surely he's got to go back to, um, you know, I think if you get some wing playing, especially when they're gonna be attacking down the wings and we're at home, you know, what I mean, you, yeah. you're meant to take yeah. the game to them. So. I think I think potentially go with that four three three, and then play Clayton, Savile, and wing in the centre midfield, and hopefully Van der Parra down and in. Assemblonger, that would probably be the, the the formation which would probably be suited to them, and also give the fans like more of like a oh yeah we're going to attack this game rather than we're going to sit back. This is the worst lineup ever, like which we comment all the time. But in terms of score predictions, what are we going for? Els, I know you said last week that they're going to be under two and a half goals, and then I told I'll completely acknowledge you. Um, <laughs> but what do you think? Yeah, uh, I'm going to go with um, two one. Um, I just think, um, although I, I do think if we score first, it could just be a, a two-niller, um, like we've done on multiple occasions this season. But I do think it'll be quite tough, and I think um, they'll get one. They'll come here to attack, um, and like you said about Ted Wallace, um, it will be direct. And yeah, two-one. Yeah, I'm going two-nil, but clean two sheet. Okay, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna miss the, miss the ball out. Uh, I'm gonna go three goals to nil. Um, I think. Oof, bold. I know, yeah, I'm gonna I'm putting my neck on the line if anyone wants to get the, the bets up for me then uh <laughs> follow me on that one. But uh yeah, three 0 for me. I think Lewis Wing will score again and hopefully you never know. Could be ahead from Danny Ayala. Um and then Darren Randolph at the end. But it's uh, uh no anyway, this wraps it up. Uh thanks for joining me once again. Um this is the Bora Breakdown podcast. Um like share subscribe and also do us a huge favor and rate us five star on itunes as well um thank you very much for listening fleming for craig hignett hit it higgy higgy it's the track Abinelli coming alive again janino wants the ball played to him Abinelli spots out
Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.